Hello and welcome home. You're listening to the Tribe Abuja podcast. We hope this message inspires and encourages you to know and make known the truth and love of God the Father as expressed through His Son, Jesus. Let's listen to the message. Amen. Hallelujah. Can we just celebrate our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ? Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Can you celebrate the person beside you? And just tell them that they look nice. You like their shoes. You like their hair. Tell them they smell nice. Okay. Can you do me a favor? If there's an empty seat in front of you, can you occupy it? Can you kindly just occupy it? Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Let's do that very quickly. Let's do that very quickly. Okay, we're about to go into the word. We've been doing this series called By Faith. Amen. And I'm very honored to introduce one of our leaders who is going to be reading the word. I'm sorry I said we should sit down too quickly. You know how we do it here. Let us stand for the reading of the word just a few minutes. And can you help me welcome our finance and admin lead, Mary? Uh-uh. <laughs> Please, I want us to... Let's just appreciate Mary. Um, besides Eva and I, honestly, since Mary came into the tribe three years ago, she gave her, who be that? <laughs> since Mary stepped into our assembly, she just gave everything. And by the grace of God, we are sending her forth to start the tribe Canada. Amen. Wait, I'm joking. No, I'm joking. Am I? Wait, I don't know. But um, you know, she shared she shared last week about her testimony. Uh, but okay, Pastor Moses, I should prophesy. But who knows? Um, try, but but she's going to read the word. Um, we're going to pray for her after this after her reading. Um, but okay, thank you. Praise the Lord. Our reading today is taken from Romans 1, verse 16 and 17. And it says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jewish first and to the Greek. Verse 17. For in the righteousness of God, for in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith for faith. As it is written, the righteous shall live by faith. Praise the Lord. Amen. Can you just stretch your hand towards Mary? Father, we thank you for your daughter. You know her heart's desires. We pray, Father, that you keep her in Jesus' name. We pray, Father, that the land is open to her. We pray, Father, that the city she's going to be schooling in is open to her in the mighty name of Jesus. Mary, we pray that the gospel prospers in your hands in the mighty name of Jesus. We pray that the Lord sends you to a godly community where you are not just accountable, but an encouraging one that feeds you and loves you in the mighty name of Jesus. We love you, Mary. God bless you. Hallelujah. Amen. We may have our seats. Okay, so if you are just joining us, um, we've been doing this series called By Faith. Everyone say with me, By Faith. And we are in episode six. Hallelujah. How many of us have been blessed so far? Just want to know. Yusuf, you've not been blessed? Okay. <laughs> As my friend, you're obligated to say yes at every time. But how many of us have been blessed so far? You've learned something. Okay, great. Uh, we started with, um, by faith, fear, or faith. Are you living by fear, or are you living by faith? Roman, I mean, Ephesians, Hebrews 10, 39 says, but we have not of those who shrink back and are destroyed, but we are of those who have faith and our souls are preserved. Hallelujah. Amen. And we went into episode two where I said the Lord wants us to be found faithful and faithful. He wants us to, he wants to come and find that we are full of faith, completely trusting him regardless of circumstance or situation. Amen. But he also wants to find us at our work post. Glory to God. Then we talked about, by faith, I move mountains. And we talked about how Jesus says, if we have faith as little as a mustard seed, we're going to say to this mountain, be thrown into the sea. Amen. And it will be 
um, the mountain will obey you. And we did part one and part two of that. And last week we did by faith what? Let's say let's say, let's say together by faith what? I dig ditches. Amen. Amen. You okay? Okay. By faith, I dig ditches. And we went through Second Kings 3 where we saw that the um, prophet Elisha was ministering unto the Lord because three kings were in trouble and they had asked for a prophet. And Elisha provided spiritual intelligence to deliver them from their situation. Glory to God. And today we are going to be doing episode 6, By Faith, I Am Righteous. Glory to God. By faith, I am righteous. So this particular text that Mary read, um, Romans 1, 16 and 17, it is probably one of the um, verses that has impacted me the most in the whole of scripture. About nine years ago, I attended uh, YWAP's summer camp, boot camp. And the theme of that camp was, was that nine years ago? Yes, about nine years ago. Um, the theme of the camp was, the just shall live by faith. The just shall live by faith. In that camp, my life was radically changed, not just because I met the love of my life. Amen? 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 If you're not saying amen, you're jealous. But anyway. <laughs> uh, but for the first time, I saw that the righteous ones, the just ones, shall live by faith. And my mind started to open. And the Lord started to show me things about how he wants me to live and how I believe he wants his children to live. Apparently, this verse is not just, it was not just affected, it did not just affect me. Some of the greatest men that have walked the planet as ministers of God, has, it has impacted them greatly. About 500 years ago, a man called Martin Luther, he was a Catholic monk, a Catholic priest, and he was studying the Bible, and he came across Romans 6, 1, 16 and 17, and he saw the just shall live by faith, and his life was radically changed. And it was as if for the first time, his eyes were opening, because he was a Catholic priest, and he saw at the time the religious leaders were peddling righteousness. So they would sell certain elements to the people because they did not have the Bible as we do now. So only those who had the Bible, had, they had the monopoly of what was true, of what they said was true. So they would tell people that righteousness will come not just by faith. The Catholic Church actually preached that righteousness will come by faith, but they added and said, it will come when you purchase this. So um, things like purgatory and so many other things that were not biblical, were now, uh, uh, that's what the church, were added, thank you. And for the first time, this man, Martin Luther, he was reading Romans 1, 16 and 17. He saw the just shall live by faith. And as if scales fell down his eyes and the reformation movement was sparked. But it was not just him that the Lord was um, um, stirring. The Lord was stirring people, Martin Luther and John Calvin and some other great reformers. And that's how the Protestant movement started. So many of us, we call ourselves Protestants. We don't even know how it started because you don't even know what you're protesting. But actually, we're protesting this doctrine, this particular doctrine amongst others, that the just shall live by faith. That righteousness is by faith. Amen. And I, because about nine years ago, I was still a new Christian. And after I left that camp, I went home and I dove, in, I dove right into the book of Romans. And Romans is probably one of the most brilliant reading texts ever. Argue with your keyboard. It's one of the most brilliantly reading texts because Paul, Apostle Paul, it was his treatise, it was his dissertation on what the gospel is. So if you're here and you don't know what the gospel is, I want to encourage you to go into the book of Romans and just study it. The logical flow, how beautifully it's written. I know many of us, um, when we look at Romans, you're familiar probably with Romans 1, 16 and 17, but you guys also love Romans 8, right? Some of us, uh, that's probably one of the most popular chapters in the whole Bible. But as I was growing as a Christian, I was introduced to Christian hip-hop. 
and a man called Lecrae, how many of us know him? He started a movement some years ago where he, him and his friends called themselves the 116 clique, and it was based off um, Romans 116, for I am unashamed of the gospel. Hallelujah. And um, like many, many young people, Christian hip-hop and the ministry of Lecrae impacted me greatly to not just live unashamed for the gospel, but it made me dive into all, 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 all that it meant. What does the gospel mean? Why I should not be ashamed of it? And what it means to be a justified one or a righteous one. Hallelujah. So, you know, it's, it's not just me that has had impact of, thank you. It's not just me that Romans 1 has impacted, but so many other people, I'm sure some of you here as well. Glory to God. And since we are doing this series by faith, it's important that we not just understand what the gospel is, but what it means to be righteous. Glory to God. Father, I thank you for today. I pray that all that I say will be inspired by you for your glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Can we just appreciate Tribe United? led worship beautifully. Also, um, this, today we started something called Charge. And service starts by 10 a.m., but Charge is meant to, as a word, charge us, amen, so that um, you don't just, I don't know, you know, some of you may have argued with your Uber, um, you know, some of you may have no lights, nothing, so you're, you know, but that 30 minutes before service, you are, charging yourself in the Holy Ghost, so to speak. Glory to God. Amen. So I want to encourage you that going forward, this may just be the template, that from 9.30 to 10 a.m., we are going to be charging. But 10 a.m. service starts, but service kind of starts 9.30, kind of. Amen. So Romans 1.16 and 17, that the jaw shall live by faith, impacted Martin Luther, and he, you know, released um, a document um, protesting so many of the doctrines of the church at the time. And 500 years later, you and I are gathering as Protestants, right, and enjoying this doctrine of what um, they later called solar fide, which is um, by faith alone which is we are justified and we are righteous by faith alone. Now, I just want to clarify something. Um, I'm not saying that right now the entire Catholic Church is evil because there are people in the Catholic Church that actually believe this doctrine. I'm not going to go into all of that, but I want you to understand that. Do you understand? This is not a, um, I am making the Catholic Church a villain type of post because there are Christians who believe this doctrine who are actual Catholics. I just wanted to say that and that's there. So now um, the book of Romans, Paul now goes on to his, his, his longing to go to Rome to minister to them. He's longing to go to Rome to minister to them and the church in Rome was a mixture of all kinds of people. Greeks and Jews, rich and poor, right? Then he wrote to them because he was the appointed apostle to the Gentiles, and he was writing to them to kind of explain what they believed, right? And that's why he wrote the gospel, I mean, um, the epistle to the, the Roman church. Now, he, after chapter 1, he goes further. He's explaining that the wrath of God is revealed against all ungodliness. But, you know, don't worry that there's, um, God has made a way. Then he goes into chapter 3, and he talks about how there are two kinds of righteousness. Even though God's wrath is revealed against all ungodliness, God is demanding righteousness from us. But now he's saying that there are two kinds of righteousness, that there's the righteousness that comes from the law or works, or that there's the righteousness that comes from faith. Amen. Are you tracking with me so far? He says there's the righteousness that comes from the law, and there's the righteousness that comes from faith. But what is all this word? You know, some of us may just come into church, and um, you're hearing righteousness, righteousness, righteousness. What does it exactly mean? If you check the dictionary, it may look like um, righteousness simply means a moral, um, upright person, or moral, upright standing. But we know that it is beyond that. 
It is beyond that. So the ESV says the righteous shall live by faith, but the King James says the just shall live by faith. And we must understand that as much as God is a father and a king, he is a judge. Amen. He is a judge and he will judge aright. He will judge rightly. So God looks at, at his creation and he demands righteousness from his creation. Then Moses shows up. And Moses writes the law. Now the law, we are told, only just, it, it, it doesn't make one righteous. He says there's nothing you can do, if you keep the law to the letter, that there's nothing you can do to live righteously in the sight of God. So righteousness, let me just, to put it simply, is right standing with God. Amen. Is right standing with God, which means spiritually, morally, all kinds of Ali, that you are in good standing with God, according to God's standards. Are you with me? That's what righteousness is. So when God looks at his creation, he's saying, these people ought to resemble me. But because they are broken, fallen people, I am going to do something. Because, there's, because they are broken, fallen people, there's nothing they can do to be as righteous as I am. So I myself will come and I will be yeah, sin because the wages of sin is what? Death. Paul tells us in, in chapter 2, he says the wages of sin is death. Glory to God. He says the wages of sin is death. So all our sin is just piling up a debt that we cannot pay. So some people tried to solve this by what? Keeping to the law. But do you know what? For every law that was given by Moses, do you know the Pharisees and the Sadducees, they will come and they will explain this law further that you could not keep any part of the law. Because if we were to say what is work, right? And um, for instance, um, keeping the Sabbath holy. You're not supposed to work on the Sabbath, right? What then is, how, how then do we do, how do we separate work or how do we define work? If I had to wake up and um, brush my teeth, is that work? Because according to physics, f work is what? Yusuf, what's work? <laughs> no, sir. How did it That was work, guys. It's that. <laughs> work, yes, is what you guys were defining. Um, but how then do we differentiate what work is, right? So they kept on um, writing different commentaries on the law and kept on spreading and spreading. And, you know, it became a burden. You could not keep any law. And Jesus shows up in this context. Jesus showed up at the height of all of this, right? And he says what? That God has sent me, right, to become sin, to pay your debts, and that whoever believes in me will have eternal life. Whoever believes in me will have righteousness. And what Jesus was not just echoing something. Jesus and the apostles, they were not just echoing a new thing. Do you understand? They were not just, Jesus did not invent it. Paul did not invent this. Paul, in chapter 4, is talking about Abraham. And he's explaining something from Genesis 15, verse 6. And he says, and Genesis 15 says this, that, and Abraham believed, and it was counted to him as righteousness. Amen. So it was not invented by Paul. So it was not a radical teaching in, in quotes that um, Paul was trying to introduce. He was echoing something Jesus said, but more than what Jesus said, what God has said over the father of our faith, the man we call Abraham. Do you understand? That Abraham believed God and it was counted to him as righteous. In other words, Abraham had faith and God declared him as righteous. God declared him as having right standing with God. Amen. Amen. So Jesus showed up, shows up in this context and now says, you know what? The law, I'm going to fulfill it so that um, you will no longer be, live under that burden of the law. But now if you believe in me, 
ask the Son of God, ask the perfect Lamb, knowing that I will take away the sins of the world, that I became sin for your sake. And if you believe in me, God, my Father, will look at you and declare you as righteous, will declare you as having right standing with God. Amen. Amen. Are we, are we together so far? So I said there are two kinds of righteousness. There's the righteousness that comes from the law and there's righteousness that comes from faith. The one that comes from the law, we are told there's nothing we can do to, leave the, to have the kind of righteousness that God demands. The righteousness that comes from the law, it falls short. A prophet said that it is as filthy rags. But the righteousness that comes from faith is faith not just in anything, but faith in the man, Jesus Christ, in the resurrected Christ. Amen. It's, in, it's faith in him, his finished works. Faith in his death, burial, resurrection, um, ascension, and glorification. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So now, whoever believes in Jesus Christ, believes in his person, believes in his death, burial, his resurrection, the ascension, and the glorification of Jesus Christ, we are told is given a right to become a child of God. Amen. But more than that, he's, he's now declared righteous in the sight of God. Hallelujah. Now, this was very, very controversial. Do you understand? It was very, very controversial. And even till now, many Christians still struggle with that, that we are justified by faith alone. By faith alone. But we are going through scriptures, and we are seeing that it's not Jesse that is coming up with it. It's not even Paul that is coming up with it. At, at best, Paul is trying to explain what Christ lived and what Christ told. Are you with me? Amen. So if we keep on thinking that we are racking up good deeds or we are trying to pay our debts by ourselves, by your giving, how much do you want to give? How much do you have? Uh, by your giving, by your tithes, by your offerings, by not doing um, bad or evil things, that you can attain righteousness in the sight of God. I am coming to tell you, I am sorry. God says that your righteousness is as filthy rags. But he's saying that I will declare you as righteous if you trust in my son, if you trust in his person, if you trust in his death, burial, resurrection, ascension, and glorification. Amen. That we, all men, all of us, will fall in short. Will fall in short. There's nothing we can do. There is no good person. None of us are good. We are all sinners, born sinners, and we deserve the wrath of God. But God stepped in through the person of Jesus Christ, gave his life, became sin so that we can become the righteousness of God. Glory to God. And that is the gospel. Amen. That is the gospel. Paul was so mad at the Galatian church because some people... Um, some Christians called the Judaizers who came and they were preaching to the Galatians and saying, no, you're not only saved through faith, you're saved through works, especially circumcision. So you all need to be circumcised. Imagine grown men having to go through circumcision again. And Paul was like, what? He says, who has bewitched you? Now, I encourage you to read, read Galatians too because I, I say Galatians is the angry version, is a small angry version of the book of Romans. You understand? He was saying harsh things. He says, who has bewitched you, Galatians? He says, anyone that preaches another gospel, I wish they will be emasculated. Pastor Mo, he said, even if an angel comes and tells you this, he said, let them be damned. You see, this is my issue. Um, now, I've given context before. I said I'm an orthodox, charismatic, or Pentecost, um, reformed, charismatic, or whatever, right? But there's this unhealthy, um, unhealthy, how do I put this? Affinity for angels. Now, I don't know. Let me just put it in context. 
Now, the angels, God created them so that they will worship him, serve us as well, granted, right? But a proper, I'm not going to go more than what I'm about to say, a, a, a wrong doctrine about angelology has now entered the church so much that someone can think that they can give angels visa from Africa to steal ballot boxes in the United States. You guys know what I'm talking about, right? It is terrible. I don't know, I don't know why there is so much unhealthy, let me use the word affinity for angels to, to show up or it's 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 not the gospel. Do you understand? Like, let me tell you something. Do you think Jesus, while he was going in, in, the, in the wilderness, when he was um, going through the temptations, do you think the, the, the devil showed up in horns and a tail? No, no. Do you think that's what he showed up in? Because cartoons, right? That's what they have made demons and angels look, um, um, demons and the devil look like. So we think until the devil shows up in horns and a tail, that's when there's a demonic attack. We are told that oftentimes the father of lies will show up as an angel of light. So your unhealthy, I'm warning you, your unhealthy affinity for an angel, if something shows up in wings and this thing, it may not just be you. Let me just stop there. So Paul now tells the Galatian church eh, that if anyone preaches another gospel, he says it's not another gospel, if anyone, even an angel, let them be damned. He says righteousness is by faith alone, is by trusting in the person, in the works, in the death, in the burial the resurrection, the ascension, the glorification of Jesus Christ. Now, some of you are looking at me and you're like, Jesse, how about, um, so what you're saying, won't it give us a license to sin? I did not, this is not something we are wrestling with for the first time. Paul wrestled with it as well. The early church wrestled with it as well. Um, Philip, do you know that Eugene Peterson, the man who wrote the message Bible, after he wrote the message, he said that, in my research, I did not see a successful church in the New Testament. Every one of them, they were dealing with their own problems. They were dealing with incest because they were, there was a guy that was sleeping with his father's wife. They were dealing with adultery. Some of them were still mixing Jesus and jazz. Some of them were dealing with a lot of things. So, especially in the Corinthian church, you know, like Paul was just like, what is what's happening? So, Oftentimes we glamorize the early church and we don't see that they had to deal with certain things as well. And one of the things they had to deal with was this doctrine. In Acts 15, they sent for Paul and Barnabas. The first time when we see the council of the church, they sent for Paul and Barnabas and they tell them, what is this thing you are preaching? And if you guys remember chapters before, Peter had had a dream when he was hungry, you understand? That's why it's good to eat before you sleep. You understand? Peter had a vision, and he sees this vision of a, ten, um, a sheet, pardon me, lowering down from the heavens with wild animals. And the Lord, the voice, the Lord tells him to kill one of the animals and eat, and he says it's unclean. But basically, that vision was um, representing that God has this intention of what taking this message to the ends of the earth. Because when Jesus left, he says, go into the world, Right? Going to the world. Now, these people, they had reached 3,000 people. They were happy. 5,000 people, they were happy. Jerusalem was just growing, 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 growing. And God was like, eh, it's all good, though, but we need to reach other people. Do you understand? Peter, um, but at the same time, a man called Cornelius is having this vision. And an angel is appearing to him and telling him, send for Peter in this town. Anyway, you guys know the story. Peter goes, he preaches. As he's preaching to them, what happens? The Spirit of the Lord falls on him and his family. They start speaking in other tongues. And Peter is like, okay. The fact that they are speaking in other tongues, that is, which means the Holy Spirit is resting on them, which means it's an affirmation that the gospel is true. That whoever believes in the person, the death, burial, resurrection, ascension, glorification of Jesus Christ is a son, a child of God. Do you know they called Peter bishop? Apostle Peter, the, the council, the, the Judaizers, the circumcisers, they call Peter and like, come and explain this thing. 
he explained and I was like, okay, which means the gospel is for the Gentiles as well. Chapters later, Paul, I want you to remember Paul's story. Paul is a Jew of a Jew. Do you understand? He followed the, if we were to um, follow righteousness by the law, Paul lived it. And now Paul is saying that no, righteousness is by faith alone. Then he must know something has changed. Anyway, he goes to Jerusalem and um, we see in chapter 15 that there's a council of Jerusalem and he just shares their testimony, him and Barnabas. And they now agree that, okay, that there's a righteousness by faith. Hallelujah. But I want us to understand something that even James, because some people will say James is conflicting with um, Paul when he says that um, without with faith, without works, is dead. No, 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 no. What he's saying is that basically if you believe, it will show in how you live. Do you understand? That you cannot claim to love Jesus, know Jesus, serve Jesus, and still be living in sin. Like, it is impossible. He's saying that your conviction will show in your outward, it will, it will be demonstrated in your lifestyle, in your workings of faith. So, in the New Testament, in the New Covenant, works is a demonstration of our faith. Glory to God. Not what us earning, not, not work, works is not this time, um, a, 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 us working to earn righteousness. Are you with me? So works in the new covenant is, God is, is, is a demonstration that we are righteous. Now, this is very uncomfortable for many people. They said, no, it is faith and works that saves, not faith um, demonstrated through our works. So Jesus is when the person, when we put our trust in him, when we believe in him, and as many of us who believe in him, he will give you the right to become his child. You give you the right to become his son, his daughter. Hallelujah. Amen. Gives you the right to become righteous. Glory to God. Now, many of us struggle with this thing. You may know it up here, but it has not traveled to your heart. You may sit down here and say, yes, I know what you're saying, Jesse. I've heard it before. But so many of you are not living out this truth. About nine years ago as well, I was struggling with pornography. And the Lord, through Romans 6, can we open to Romans 6, 11? It is one thing for you to just know it superficially or intellectually is another thing for you to leave it out are we there Romans 6 11 who is there um, who's with the mic Matthias can you just give someone to read it very quickly what translation are you reading okay likewise you also reckon yourselves to be dead hey, indeed to sin more audibly. Likewise, you also reckon yourselves to be dead indeed to sin, mm. but alive to God in Christ Jesus our mm. Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Reckon. I love that word. If you're using another translation, it may have said consider. But I love that word reckon. It means you should recognize that what you are dead to sin and alive to Christ Jesus. Do you know this was one of the, this, this broke this, this thing. It broke that thing I was struggling with. And I started to see, I am dead to sin. I am dead to death. Glory to God. And I am alive in Christ Jesus. Amen. So many of you are here, you love the Lord, but you're not living like you love the Lord. You're not living this truth that you are the righteousness of God. Can we open to 2 Corinthians 5? No, 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 no. Before we go there. Yes, let's open to 2 Corinthians 5.21. I want someone else to read it very quickly. Very quickly, very quickly. If you're with the mic, um, if you're close. Matthias, give someone. Um, 
For God made Christ who never sinned to be the offering for our sin. Hallelujah. So that we could be made right with God through Christ. Come on. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. What version was that? NLT. Can let's see um can I see another translation? ESV. Yeah. For our sake he made him to be seen who knew no sin. Woo. So that in him we might become the righteousness of God. So that we can become the righteousness of God. When we have faith in Christ Jesus, you don't have righteousness. You are the righteousness of God. Are you with me? It is not an added feature. It is your person. Amen. In the new covenant, it is not, it is not something, righteousness is not, oh, okay. Um, it's, it's not just a cloth that you can keep and draw. It is who you are. Now, Romans 6 now says, reckon, recognize, consider that you are dead to sin. You are dead to your addictions. You are dead to death. Glory to God. He says, recognize that you are alive in Christ Jesus, the tribe Abuja. He says, recognize that you are the righteousness of God. Amen. It is not an added feature. It is who you are. It is who we are that we are the righteousness of God because Christ became sin. Christ knew no sin. Amen. He never sinned. But at the cross, all our sin, all the sin of humanity was imputed to him. But not just imputed to him, we are told he became sin. And now, because he defeated sin with the resurrection, I heard a preacher say, <laughs> I heard a preacher say, if the enemy knew God's plan, eh, he would have guarded Jesus. Like, if the demons had showed up to attack Jesus, he would say, no, come to his face. Do you understand? But he did not know the plan. The plan was what? That... Christ will become sin and he will die because the wages of sin is death and he will die but through the power of God he will resurrect and he will become a new person the resurrected Christ glory to God and when we believe in the resurrected Christ we are told that we now have the same righteousness that Christ has pardon me not just we have we are now the righteousness of God Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. And I'm saying this because I know so many of you are still struggling in your sin, in addictions, and forgive me for saying that in your sin. You are dead to it from today. Amen. Romans 6, 11 says, recognize that you are dead to sin. Recognize that you are dead to death. But now, What? alive in Christ Jesus, that I am the righteousness of God. Hallelujah. It says, therefore, do not allow sin to reign in your mortal bodies. Why? Because you're already alive in Christ Jesus. Why? Because you are the righteousness of God. Amen. Tribe, are you with me? Amen. Now, the passage I know so many of you have been waiting for. Can we open to Romans 8? Very quickly, Romans 8, we'll read verse 1 and 2. I want someone else to read it this time. Now, that you know that righteousness comes, there, there are two kinds of righteousness. There's the one from the law, the one from faith. We know that the one from the law, God does not accept it because it is as good as filthy rags. Right? Then he now says the righteousness he demands of us is the same that Abraham had when he believed in him. But now we now believe in the Son, Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And we are told that we are the righteousness of God. And for any of you who are still struggling in your sin and struggling in your so-called unrighteousness, Romans 8, who is reading for me very quickly? I want you to stand, Apostle Michael. Stand and read that word. Therefore, there is now hey, no condemnation. No, sir, read like an apostle. <laughs> read it. Therefore, mm. there is now no condemnation. Hallelujah. No guilty wait, verdict. Wait. Co wait. Therefore, there is now. When? Now. Was it yesterday? Is it tomorrow? It is when? Now. The presence. Glory to God. Let us read. Continue. 
no guilty verdict, Come on. no punishment Come for on. those who are in Christ Jesus, hey. who believe in him as personal Lord and Savior. For the law of the spirit of life, which is in Christ Jesus, the law of our new being has set us free from the law of sin hey. and of death. Hallelujah. Can we just celebrate Jesus? Just celebrate Jesus. If you speak in tongues, just for one minute, just bless the Lord. Just bless the Lord. Just bless the Lord in your own words. In your own words. In your own words. Just bless the Lord. Hallelujah. Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. No condemnation. We are not condemned. Glory to God. We are not condemned. Hallelujah. We are the righteousness of God. By our faith in Him, we are not condemned. Listen, as I'm saying this, I know some of you are still struggling. So let us open to 1 John 3. Can I have another apostle? <laughs> oh, sister, oh, sister, oh, sister. 1 John 3 from verse 20. Yeah. Verse 20. Yes, sir. Whenever our heart convicts us in guilt, mm. for God is greater than our heart, hey. and he knows all things, hey. nothing is hidden from him. Hey. Because we are in his hands. Jesus. What? I need another translation. I need another translation. Yeah, I need the one that has condemned in it. Um, there's this, give this lady here, this sister apostle. Thank you. First John 3.20. Yes. If our hearts condemn us, what? we know that God is greater than our hearts and he knows everything. Come on. Is that all? No, 21. Okay, dear friends, if our hearts do okay. not condemn us, okay. we have Okay, just continue me here. We have confidence before God and receive from him anything that we ask because we keep his commands and do what pleases him. It's okay, thank you. Hallelujah. So some of you are still struggling with what I'm saying. I know. It's not about how you feel. Amen. Righteousness is not about how you feel. That you feel good. God, I'm almost tempted to say God does not care about your feelings. Kind of. But concerning this is about what he has done. Hallelujah. So, so many of you are still seated here and you're struggling. And he's saying, even if your hearts condemn you, even if your hearts condemn you, God is greater than your heart. Hallelujah. Can you just bless God for 30 seconds? Just bless the Lord for this word. Just bless the Lord for this word. Hallelujah. For now, there is no condemnation. For now, there is no condemnation. Hallelujah. You are free from sin. You are free from guilt. You are free from shame. You are free from all kinds of disease. Glory to God. Hallelujah, we are alive in Christ Jesus. Say, call your name, say, I am alive in Christ Jesus. Jesse, you are alive in Christ Jesus. One more time. Let's say it in unison one more time. Glory to God. Now I'm going to give you a formula. Can someone else open to Hebrews 12? Hebrews 12. We're going to read 1 and 2. Can someone on this side read... There are so many apostles on this side. Give me the mic. Let me. Who wants to? On this end. Can we celebrate Noel? <laughs> he knew I was just coming to him. <laughs> All right. Hebrews 12, 1 and 2. Do you have ESV, sir? Okay, just. Hebrews 12, 1 and 2. Yeah. Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and sin which so easily ensnares us, mm. and let us run with endurance Come the on. race that is set before us. Mm. Verse 2. 
looking unto Jesus, mm. the author hey. and finisher of hey. our faith, Hallelujah. who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Hallelujah. Everybody repeat after me. Say, fix your eyes on Jesus. Say, fix your eyes on Jesus. There's a pastor that lived some time ago. His name was Robert McChinney. He has this quote that says, For every ten looks at your sin, pardon me, for every look at your sin, take ten looks at Christ. Hallelujah. Say, For every look at your sin, take ten looks at Christ. Of course, he's just using that to explain that for every time, in quote, your sin is magnified, look at the cross. Look at the cross, not just the cross, look at the, cru uh, the crucified Christ, but the resurrected Christ. Amen. Take 10 looks at Christ. So many of you are still dealing with things that the Lord has freed you from years ago. Guilt, shame, and I'm talking about sin. It could be the sin of abortion. It could be the sin of um, adultery, fornication, pornography some addictions, some things you know you ought not to be doing as a child of God. I want to release you from that. Not me. I'm just proclaiming what I see. Amen. I'm just announcing to you the gospel that you should not be ashamed of. Hallelujah. So from today, amen. Recognizes that there is now no condemnation. Hallelujah. Even if your hearts condemn you, God is greater than your heart. Then Hebrews 12 says what? Look to Jesus. Fix your eyes on Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Because it is by faith in Christ Jesus that we have righteousness. So even our faith in Christ Jesus, we did not authorize it or we did not plant it there. We did not put it there. He put it there and he will perfect it. Glory to God. Amen. He will perfect it. He will perfect it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's why now dialing back to Romans 1.16, Paul said, I am unashamed of the gospel of Christ. I'm unashamed of this message. I'm unashamed of um, the fact that I am now free in Christ Jesus. I am unashamed of the fact that I am alive in Christ Jesus. I am unashamed of the fact that I am the righteousness of God. Hallelujah. I'm unashamed of the fact that I am free from guilt, from shame, from disease, from oppression of the enemy. Glory to God. Hallelujah. 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 Tribe Abuja, just bless the Lord with your mouths. Just bless him. Just bless him this morning. Just bless him this morning. we worship you, we give you praise. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Repeat after me, tribe. It says, I am unashamed. I am alive in Christ Jesus. Let's start again. I am unashamed of the gospel. I am alive in Christ Jesus. I have been freed from sin and death. Freed from sin and death. I am the righteousness of God. One more time. I am the righteousness of God. I am the righteousness of God. God doesn't look at you and condemn you because when he looks at you, he sees his son. Amen. And as we look to the son, 
we see we should look at his finished works. Amen. Amen, tribe. Hallelujah. Now, this is what I'm going to end with. Because we've been praying. And I believe so much in the power of prayer and the efficacy of prayer. Now, James 5 tells us that the prayer of the righteous. Hallelujah. Are you seeing where I'm getting with this? Because so many of you open your mouths and when you pray, you feel like the Lord doesn't answer you and doesn't listen to you or that nothing happens. You think it's only when a man of God, in quotes, prays that something will happen. Hallelujah. You are the righteousness of God. James tells us that the prayer of the righteous, who is the righteous one? You are. Hallelujah. The prayer of the righteous one has tremendous power in its working. Come on, tribe, stand up. We are going to pray for a few minutes. And through our faith in the person, the death, the works, the burial, the resurrection, the ascension, the glorification of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, we know that our God is doing work for us on our behalf. Come on, tribe, just open your mouth and pray because there is uh, 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 I, I want your faith stirred up right now and as your faith is stirred up right now pray as the righteous ones the ones who have right standing with God the justified ones the unashamed ones the ones who the Lord has redeemed the one who the Lord has declared right the ones who the Lord loves the one who the Lord gives power authority might hallelujah come on open your mouth tribe just pray over yourself prophesy over yourself this morning and just pray. Thank the Lord for what He's doing in you. Thank the Lord for what He's doing through you. Thank the Lord for what He will do for you, through you, for His glory. In the mighty name of Jesus. Come on, tribe. Let us pray. The prayer of the righteous one. Belebresto sova la baba e cananesto colo volumana le cananas anede manavara da 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 lebresto do do cona valamana levena no cona na meia mana no no sempre beleveda na nena beleveno no cona na 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 beleho no no zavalama diaka leto sondro colo do 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 cone velebeda na menere na valamada do cona na manada Ina vala bana ina na mana ida kudududu kudadadadakadadada Thank you so much for listening. We hope you were blessed by the message. To listen to more, consider subscribing, sharing, and rating the podcast. We love you.